check. Testing, testing, one, two. We solid. Let's get it. Repeat offenders. Yo, yo, yo. Episode five, I'm here with the homie, Jarrell. What's happening, my man? Thank you for coming back. Greet the people. Yo, what's going on, people? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> you like a staple now. <laughs> you are like a staple now. So, um, you good? Everything good? How's life? Yeah, I mean, hanging in there, you know. Just maintaining, same as everybody else, man. Nice, nice. What you got? I'm good. I'm good. Um, same shit. Uh, we just gonna jump right into this motherfucker. I was having a conversation. Shout out to the homie Ant. Um, what are some signs that you're outgrowing people? Huh. What are some signs like when it's time to just like move on? It is not like relationship. Yeah. A lot of times when we talk about that, it just gets boiled down to, you know, your partner. But like, as simple as friends. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like it's ever just like cut and dry like that. Like it's usually kind of like progressive over time or right. something like right? Like you just start to notice certain things about people just like, eh, you know, I never really noticed that about this motherfucker before. Like, I don't know, like maybe uh, they tend to like just have maybe some like, like if it's a white friend, maybe just like kind of say some borderline racist shit all the time or just like always kind of like on the wrong side of an issue. I just be like, man, you know. <laughs> I think we've seen that a lot recently. Yeah. More recently. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like... I feel like this culture or like just in recent years, everybody's been a lot more bold yeah. with whatever their stance is. I mean, I hate to be the one to say this because of my political stances, but has it been since Trump? No. No? Because no, before it's that. not. It's not. And I, um, I'm not no Trump apologist or anything like that. But if your eyes were open, like you're aware of that this shit has existed since the beginning of time. Yeah. Not even the beginning of time, but like, especially since the inception of this, this country. This country, sure. That, um, you know, it kind of feels like since Trump's been around that, a lot of people have gotten a lot more bold. You know, I just, a lot of stuff that you might not have seen before, you know, this is, you know, Trump's America, grab him by the pussy and whatnot, right? There was a time where, you know, like, a lot of guys felt like, hey, I could just get away with saying whatever the fuck I want to the women. I mean, they did that already. Yeah, but, I, I won't say there wasn't a Trump effect. Like, clearly, there's a Trump effect. It's like a multiplier. I think nothing he's done should be a surprise mm. to to anyone. Yeah. And if it has been a surprise, it's either you've been willfully ignorant. Or you're not paying attention. Or you're not paying attention. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, I bring this up because, like, like, you've had to outgrow people. And it doesn't always have to be something as extreme as racism. It's true. You know, it can yeah. be just life just, you know, taking you apart. But, like, we always talk about, you know, it's a good sign. It's like a sign of growth and stuff like that. But you know what, like, they don't talk about? They don't talk about how annoying it is before you actually get away from that motherfucker. Yeah. Whoever you're talking about. Like, how, like, much disdain can grow. Oh, absolutely. Right? Especially if it's like a used to call each other a lot yeah. and then you haven't there's always that thing like oh well he ain't called me or such and such ain't called me why should i call him that's petty yo. <laughs> it is petty it is petty um but it's also like the things you relate on mm -hmm. the things you talk about yeah. like some of the like the things that they're focused on really highlights how far y'all have drifted apart yeah absolutely um so it's like sometimes i've been in that situation where you know, the things they're into, the things they're still worried about. Like, I'm off that shit. Like, yeah. we on to the next shit. Yep. We trying to grow. We trying, you know, build this, that, and the third. Yeah, you only want to surround yourself with people that, you know... Like-minded. Like Like-minded yeah. and, you know, forward-thinking and shit like yeah. that. Um, Does that put you in an echo chamber, though, a bit? Not like that. Not like that. I don't want nobody just confirming my thoughts. But yeah. what I'm saying is, like, I don't... 
want to talk about what you did at the club. Okay, I got you. I don't care, you know, the girls that you're juggling at yeah. this time in your life. Right. Like, we're a little too old to be doing certain certain things. Yeah, you're at a different level in your life, different stage in your life. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I have a problem with people who talk a lot but don't, like, say nothing of substance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes people just be talking your fucking ear off. The word salad. Yeah. And I just remember, like, being in those situations where, like, you kind of have this epiphany moment, like, almost like an out-of-body experience uh-huh. here in a room where like i've outgrown this room yeah and i need to remove myself like everything that's being said in this room is not filling me it's not filling my cup um yeah i can do without being in in this uh function right now yeah or or say if like you know you go to a party or whatnot you know amongst friends you expect it to be a little more you know mingling and whatnot beer pong is at the party uh you might be a little bit past that Right. No, beer pong is popping though. I mean, that's fun. I don't need to drink the beer, but like you know, what I mean, if I can hit a little Kobe fadeaway, <laughs> you know, what I mean, bring it off the uh-huh. table and shit. Step I, back with the right. punk, on ping right. pong ball. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I was late to the beer pong thing. I, I was too. I didn't used to party like that at all. Yeah. That's one thing that white parties like just always had. Yeah. I didn't go to too many white parties. I, I mean, not until I got older. Not until yeah. I got older. Right. But they got the uh, what's it? The cornhole. Yeah, you got so, to that, you said, right? Shout out to my man, Tommy. <laughs> um, congratulations on the baby boy coming sometime in December. Congrats, sir. Um, yeah, so I played cornhole for the first time. It's awesome, man. I understand the rage. That shit is competitive, too, bro. You play with teams? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. It gets lit. I need, I need a board for myself. They actually have, like, custom ones I've seen, like, you can get your own. Are we old? So, Why is man. cornhole appealing? It, it just—it's it, a game, right? It right. could be—it could be a giant Jenga set, and I find always found that shit to be competitive as hell. It's not old. It's just—it's it's something different, right? right? It's something different. That's golf all. Golf has been calling me. It has it been? Yeah. Yo, you want to go golfing? I wouldn't mind going golfing. Let's I mean, go I always golfing. used to do like uh, the mini golf and whatnot. I, I like mini golf, but yeah, like the official shit, I'm down for it. I'm down. <laughs> Guys just like get like more hobbies just to get out of the house yeah maybe like we just obtain more hobbies it's like badges <laughs> yeah just want to try something new right 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 i don't know when you get when you get a house it's like fixing something or just like learning a new skill around the house that becomes your hobby horse and like uh you know even getting tools just i got a new tool set you know it's funny yeah. so you know i just moved or whatever my thing is uh decorum you. Oh, oh, decorum. decorum. Okay. Like, I like, so I've been going to these estate sales. Uh-huh. Right? I've been telling you about them. Like, yeah. I'm addicted. I've been to two or three every weekend for the last, like, month. I'm about to get on it with you, too, yo. Yeah. But, like, finding, like, a nice dresser. Yeah. Oh, this is a good end table. <laughs> oh, that would look really good in the back corner of the, the apartment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I guess what at home... Like, you, you run into that shit with home ownership. Absolutely, yeah. I just uh, looked at my grout in the kitchen tile the other day, and just that shit alone. Like, you just looking at it, you're just like, this shit looks terrible, yo. And, I mean, it's bad for the tile itself, like, if you don't regrout it. So, I had to look up some videos. Do you find yourself putting your hands on your hips a lot? Uh, not so much, because you just be tired at the end of the day. But, like, maybe in the next day, you might be like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> Facts. Um... Yeah, so I guess we'll keep moving. Yeah. We'll keep moving. All right, so I came across this shit on the internet, and last episode, I was talking with Britt, and we were kind of complaining the whole time, so if, like, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the to <laughs> the fans, the audience, but we were just complaining about life. Yeah. Like, life trash right now. Uh-huh. I don't know about you. I don't know if you're having fun, but it life could be is better. trash. It could be better. It could always be better. And work has been crazy. Really. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, so there's this thing called quiet quitting. 
Um, the now viral phrase, quiet quitting, is annoyingly imprecise and misleading, whatever. Um, some say it means doing the bare minimum at work or just not going above and beyond. Others say it's about setting healthy boundaries or not mindlessly buying into the hustle culture. Mm -hmm. And then there are those who say it's about taking back control of your time and standing up to your employers, expecting you to do more without paying you more. Sound like a socialist over there. Is that what that is? <laughs> could be. It could be. What do you think? Uh, Have you ever quiet quit at your job? Oftentimes, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the job, you know, it's draining. It's, uh, you know, mentally stressful. And it's like, you know, why, why do I need to give all this effort for a job that's going to replace me, you know, if something happens? You know, I'm laughing. Up? Because, you know, like people, this shit has existed since the beginning of the time. Yeah. Like people come up with a term for it and now it's like taking over society. Like it's something new, Like right? it's something new. Like, yeah, you know I mean, this ain't new. I've quiet quit a thousand times. Yeah. I just do it every week. It's it's a struggle between labor and, uh, and capital, bro. That's it's all it is. Yeah, I quiet quit all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Quiet quitting. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly though, like I'm probably wilding a bit, you know, when I, I would stay late and try to like get my work to, and that was a bit of a mental thing for me too, is because if I don't stay and do it, when I get back the next day, I'm going to have to do it anyway. And it's going to be even more work on top of, you know, what I left behind. So how long before we actually understand that, like, we don't have to be at this place for 40 hours to be productive? Like, didn't we find that out during the pandemic? Yes, I think so. Yep. It, it's not on us though, is it? It's on it's on the employer. It's 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 they're the ones that dictate the rules. You have a kid. Yeah. You have a kid. Yep. You want to spend as much time with your child as possible, right? Absolutely. Like, ain't it bullshit that like you're stuck behind this cubicle? Yep. And there are times where like you just could be spending more. Absolutely. Investing more. And I used to feel guilty all the time about taking a day off from work or whatnot because that's <laughs> that kind of the way the I was raised. Window, wasn't it? Yeah, hell yeah. That I, was going. I have so much vacation and sick time, bro. It's ridiculous. And I look at everybody else and they they get four hours off. It's like, I'm out. I'm going. I'm leaving early. I'm doing something with that time. And I should be doing that. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, especially with the younger generation, we're starting to recognize that, like, you know, we were at home. Mm -hmm. Like, our caregivers or, you know what I mean, our parents... Like we was we was gone. Like yeah. I was by myself. I was telling my homeboy that, uh, earlier today that like I was in like third grade, walking myself to school and locking the house up. Yeah. Like by myself. I knew when Saved by the Bell went off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I actually never used to watch Saved by the Bell when I was younger. Oh no, that was a shit. Never ever, yo. I would sit up. You know what I mean? Feet dangling off the sofa, <laughs> have a bowl of cereal, and I knew once Saved by the so yeah. Bell went off, it was time for me to leave, uh -huh. lock the door, and you know we was out for the day. But like that's kind of you can't. You can't leave these kids no more. Yeah, no. No. Not at all. Like, what age would you feel comfortable leaving your daughter at home by herself for any, like, moment of time? Uh, I haven't even given it thought, to be honest with you, because she's still young right now. But if I had to guess, maybe, like, 12, 13? 12, 13. That's about the time. Like, around 11 is when I started to get left at home by myself. Yeah, I don't even think, like, it's frowned I think it's frowned upon to do that. Yeah. Like, at 11. Yeah. I was, like... At like ten, like washing my own clothes and like cooking breakfast. Yeah. For me and my sister, like doing it something. Me and my brother used to have to like watch my sister the entire summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a little top. How much younger than you, she? Seven years. Seven years. All right. Yeah. And so we would take like days on, days off. Uh -huh. You go do your thing with your friends. Yep. And just switch a rule. Making you can't deals do... with each other, like yo, you watch her this time. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, my sister was all over the neighborhood. Like she was at every basketball court. Uh huh. You stay in the sandbox over there. I'll be over here playing ball. Bro, I used to like she couldn't kick herself on the swings. What you mean? Like you know, like after a while, you gotta learn how to keep the momentum on the fucking swing. Uh -huh. So like we used to like, hey, time out. I run over, push a man <laughs> high real quick, run back. Yeah, you know, I hit a three. Yo, you like, open up the game, yo. <laughs> nice. Facts. That's hilarious. Um. All right. I guess we move on from that. All right. Uh, this was interesting. Um, days after the announcement of signing, Capitol Records has reportedly severed ties with the artificial rapper FN Mecca. Um, I know you probably haven't kept up with this type of story. No. But, um, there is a rapper, uh, they created like a virtual rapper mm -hmm. and signed them to a deal. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the video. I, why? <laughs> why i don't know it's a new thing i think they were so like excited to be the first to do shit that yeah. they don't really think stuff out because there was a bunch of backlash from the public mm -hmm. um basically centered around like just the gross caricature of black culture right like you know uh this racially ambiguous artist with green hair uh -huh. saying nigga uh -huh. the person that created them is like uh it's a white person mm -hmm. so you have that element dynamic, of it know. that dynamic of it um it's also voiced by a black artist who spoke out his right. name is kyle the hooligan um he didn't receive any money any compensation he thought not. it was more of a of course <laughs> but this is like regular music industry practice exactly yep you take the cadence you take the style you take all the things that make it the culture and then all the things that make it marketable <laughs> the culture yeah black culture is very marketable sells. Yeah. it is what everybody's trying to get a piece of yep. so in that it's no different it's just crazy that like no one in the boardroom saw that this could be a potential issue i mean i'm sure they did <laughs> but probably didn't care right do you think that gets like chased off as like an expense like there's an expected there's amount a cost of, of doing business. Yeah, like there's an expected amount of like social backlash that you can get. And sure. Like okay, that's acceptable. Yeah, but absolutely. Like, the, the profit might outweigh. Companies do that, make that decision all the time. It's like know? risk assessment, right? Exactly. Yep. Like, hey, I could get fined for you know doing this bad business practice. I think uh, if you look at like uh, what was it like Wells Fargo had some scam a while ago. Wells Fargo dirty as hell. Yeah, hey. but it was just like hey, like we'll get fined maybe. Uh, few million dollars for it but we just made two billion yeah, right? Right, right so that's i'll take that deal every time right if, if you're from a corporation standpoint no morals or ethics involved mm -hmm. so yeah i think absolutely it's a business decision okay so let's take let's take it so i hate to be that guy but we have a podcast we have to tag every angle how mad can we really be that that is the the cartoon caricature of what people think the culture is when there's a lot of people that are being that caricature in real life. There's a lot of nigga shit. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes it hard to kind of like to criticize people for, you know, attacking it. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's like, y'all can't do that though. Like, this, <laughs> this is our shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, but no, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But it's, just, it's, it's hard to say that in a country like this where, oh, my freedom, my freedom. Uh, I should have freedom to say whatever I want. It's like, like that gets in the way, but I, I, I don't know. It's getting scary. It's yeah. getting scary because Britt had sent me something recently yeah. and it was somebody doing like the deep fakes. Okay. And just how easy yeah. it is for like the... the crazy. Yo, people, how like your technology is really outpacing us. Yeah, it is. And it's not going to be long when we're really like faced with the decision of like, well, what do we do with our time? 
Yeah. Since technology is kind of like phasing us out. Yeah. Well, uh, in theory, what should happen is as, you know, technology takes over and things get automated, it should allow you more time, more freedom to do the things that you want to do with your life, right? Like you shouldn't have to go to work and whatnot to survive. Like that should be kind of like a thing that like, hey, I want to contribute to society. Yeah, but isn't that like the hardest part like of life, though, is figuring out what you want to do? Yeah. Oftentimes. Like, that's the hardest part for a lot of people. It is. I still feel like I'm not doing what I want to do. I mean, I don't want to do it, obviously, but I don't know what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing this. Thing. Really? Yeah. Well, what are you passionate about? Uh, I mean... I know. <laughs> Go ahead. We, we know. What is it? Politics. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it is. But that's like fairly new. For me, yeah. I mean, last few years, probably, yeah. What, what did you think you were going to do when you were younger? When the, like, the teacher went around in elementary school and was like, where's little Jarrell? What are you? What are it was either uh, artist or architect, usually. Artist or, or, or architect. Yeah. And why didn't you go into either? Uh, the architect, I think it was more so like, uh, got to be good with math. And uh, I just, I hated math, bro. Yeah, I was horrible at math. <laughs> yeah, just not my thing. But I always loved history, so that actually makes sense that like I would get into politics or something like that. Because mm. it's all history. Do you think politics is what you would do now if you weren't doing what you were doing? If not politics, it'd be something in like political media. All right, yeah, so I think we'll, we'll move on. I'm going to let you take this next one, yo, because you brought this to my attention. All right. Um, so, yeah, there's a headline that I saw, stumbled across. Uh, it says, hostess who held Juneteenth party with Trump cut out, KFC buckets admits to posting racist tweets. So I was like, I got to dive into this. What's going on here? <laughs> So, there's a black firefighter by the name of Gerard Jones. It says he was forced to a party in New York. Gerard Jones yeah. is like the most nigga name I've ever heard. <laughs> Gerard Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a white name. So, um, but he go has to go to. He's forced to go to this party by his uh, superior, and um, gets to the party. He says he sees buckets of KFC out, Hennessy's out, and just you kind of know. That's intentional. This sounds like a good party. It, it sounds like a good party. <laughs> I would only be mad that it wasn't Popeyes. Instead of KFC, yeah. yeah. Popeyes is the shit, man. KFC, Popeyes is way KFC please. is trash. If you know, you know. Yeah, If absolutely. you know, you know. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's the crispiness, right? Like, I felt like KFC chicken was always, like, so wet and, like, soggy. Yeah, and it's just, it's not seasoned. Like, yeah, Popeyes, that too. Popeyes is, like... That's like the mother at church that's cooking while the service is going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the type of herbs and spices that's in Popeye's. Mm-hmm. Like, Baby, KFC. You want to come get some? You need some? <laughs> right. And then I couldn't never really get, like, the colonel looked like a slave master to me. Like, I never really could get over there's the that. fact that. There, like, there's he, that. Yeah. yeah. There's also that. They try to make them look all nice and friendly and shit. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not beat. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not buying it. <laughs> so, he files a formal complaint after his party. And, um... You know, the family, uh, they're forced on the defensive at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So they go on national television going and saying, oh, you know, this is outrageous, that we're not racist. It's not- this is the family of... This is the white family that hosted the party, right? Uh, a woman by the name of Mary Nicosa and Dr. Nicholas Nicosa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their party. Um Apparently, they didn't feel that anything was racist. They said about the KFC, they said, the woman, quote, she says, it was an easy meal. It was an easy meal. 
Yeah, especially when you didn't have to cook it. Yeah, right. When 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 Big Mama was in the back cooking it, chefing it up. Exactly. <laughs> this is an affluent part of New York, Rochester, right? It's a lot of money there, and this and I think uh, Gerard Jones said that this is a very affluent part of the city. So y'all motherfuckers not eating KFC. Right, right. Y'all not come Bring on. them craisins, yeah. potato salad out. Like yeah. we know what's going on. Tennessee, come on. Like get the fuck out of here. I'm not miss me with that bullshit. Yo. So um, they they go and have this press conference. Their lawyer is saying that uh, I challenge anybody in this room, right, in their 50 years of life, over 50 years of life, to find anything racist that they've done or said. Uh-huh. It comes out. I'm sorry. She actually admitted at the press conference beforehand. She came clean and said that just full disclosure i want to let you know that i do have a twitter account that uh is a parody account when which she has posted some racist tweets <laughs> you know they love to throw that word parody yeah right that or satire right that's right satire it's, it's, is it's definitely a satire it's a satire right just can't can't be harmful if it's satire right racism so they go and they look at this Twitter account, and there's some racist ass fucking shit on here, bro. You showed me some shit that was yeah, fucking wild. Man. Like they have a picture of a seemingly a black man, big lips, and there's flies and like a like an odor coming from him and whatnot. And it says, "Give me a dollar." Give me a dollar. Give me <laughs> spelled G I B. Give me a dollar. All right. So my toxic trait <laughs> is like. Like blatant racist shit makes uh, me laugh sometimes. I mean, at, at some point, yeah, you just so desensitized to it, right? It has to be funny. Right. It has to be funny. It's funny. I've been going to these estate sales and low key, uh-huh. you go to enough of these joints, you run into some racist shit. Like what? Like I saw one that had like a like a sculpture, yeah, of like a butler with black face. Oh and, and my god. I saw a cutout like carnival where you stick your face in. Yeah. But it was the mouth of like a big lipped red black now. face. Yeah. Come on now. And, and the- I wanted to do some research and see if like that type of like uh, uh, memorabilia and shit, if there's like a real market for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would love to know because they just deal in our shit. Yeah, I've seen like you're going to a lot of these estate sales and like people just have this shit in their homes. It's yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's wild to me, yo. I saw like a, well, it was dope. I came across one and it was like old paper clippings yeah. of stuff. And like it was like New York Times, 1865. Right. I was talking about like the future of black men in this country and uh-huh. if they're going to get rights or be Back then they called them the Negro. Yeah, right. The Negro. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I find like that type of stuff interesting. Yeah. But I would just love to know because I mean, I go thrifting and stuff a lot. I remember I went to like a Goodwill uh-huh. and there was like a, a record and it was some white band like folk band or whatever right. had mad racist titles. Really? Right. And it was tucked off in the back. Like, uh-huh. like they didn't want anybody to see it, yeah. but they knew it was there. Like, uh-huh. yeah, we got them, but uh, you know, yeah, right, that's exclusive right. stuff. It went with the other, the other, yeah. I was crate digging. It went with the other one. Hey man, what's this all about right here? Oh, oh, oh keep that on the wrap. They said my <laughs> cotton picking nigga was track seven. Or something. Yeah, mammy. <laughs> mammy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's my toxic trick. But uh, you have more on that story. What, what else happened? Um, 
So yeah, basically, um, he filed a formal complaint, and uh, you know, they're they give him this press conference. All this shit comes out. They're like, oh, it took me thirty five years to build up my career, and uh, it, just in two hours, it all just came down. Like people are attacking my children online. That cancel culture is cruel. Let's quote this guy. This is cruel. This is the husband. Yeah, and it's just like, don't do racist shit, man. Like it's it's not cancel culture. If people don't want to be associated with that. What would be wild to me is like. Is there really just like that much of a lack of awareness with some of these people? It could be. You couldn't see a couple steps after this ahead? Yeah. And then why was he required? Go have that party by yourself. Why is this one black dude required right. to go? Exactly. And it's not only that. It's just like, um, you felt like you're safe to do it in your own home, I guess. But like, you see these stories. Like, there's plenty of stories like on the news and whatnot. Yeah. I know that they, especially if his wife is on social media, you see all of this shit. And you just think that, oh, it won't happen to me. And then it happens to you, and then you're all like, oh, why, why, why is this happening to me? It's like, dummy. I really think a part of it is like just the conditioning of never having consequences for a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, after a while, like, if no one's going to come get me for this shit, this is going to turn normal and going to turn regular. And Especially if you're yeah. rich. You but know, you got to see the tides is changing, man. You got to yeah. see, like, that shit don't fly. I mean, in the... That's where a lot of the shit is coming from. They're being really resistant to, uh, you know, I guess the white lash, you know, is, is really resistant is to this change. Term? Is that a term? That, that is a term. Yeah. That is, yep. White lash, bro. Yep. Um, yo, they want to be victims so bad, yo. Yeah. Will... They be like the biggest perpetrators and like they flip, they can flip it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Spatula. Yep. You ever seen a crying white woman the attention that it gets? Oh, yeah. We got records of that. Yeah. <laughs> we got we have yep. a record. We still trying to get over Emmett too. What was it that woman in the park? What was it the dog park? And uh, the guy was like, "Hey, you can't have your dog off the yeah, leash." Yeah. And she started crying and whatnot. Oh my god! Yeah, and tried to like get this man arrested. Yo, it, it's like a switch. Yeah, that's the scary part about it. You know, turn it off. The weaponizing of white tears yep. has gotten many a niggas locked up or killed. You know, it's crazy. But I, I just, you know, I, I have white friends. I talk to my white friends about some of these stories and it just be like yo like what is the mindset like i'm not saying you are like those people but yeah. like could you like identify where their brain could even go to think that this was acceptable yeah and i think those are like maybe like the important conversations like yeah. having those people that are like yeah they're not these folks yeah but like could you even see how they thought that was cool yeah like um and, you know, that's why I always say, like, black people, like, we need to have these conversations with white people, too, right? And that's the only way to educate them on this stuff. And I know that, you know, oftentimes we feel like it's not our responsibility to do it. But at the same time, if you want things to change, like, you, you kind of have to have these difficult conversations. I'd be on the fence with it a little bit because mm -hmm. it'd just be like, yo, bro, like, it, we had to fight to get educated. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we had to fight an uphill battle to be considered human, yeah. fight an uphill battle to, to learn yeah. and be educated. And now we also have to take on the burden of educating shit that should be common sense. You would think hey, so. you can't do that. Yep, you would think so. But when you've been in an insular community, right, a bubble, not integrating with these others, like we would other them, then, yeah, of course you're going to think that certain things are okay, right? Are white people kind of like a cult? <laughs> no, follow me. Like, I'm not even being funny, though. But, like, insulated community, uh, uh, policy, redlining, and everything kept neighborhoods away. Yep. I think it was, like, a Martin Luther King, like, demonstration or riot was the first time that, like, white America really got to see exactly what was going on yeah. in some of these cities with the hoses and dogs and shit like that. Right. And it was, like, a shock to them. Were they point, yeah. so insulated 
like a cult to the point where like you know I, I watch cult shit all the time mm-hmm. I love cults they, mm-hmm. they wear pastel clothing <laughs> all of a sudden the guy has rights to everybody's wife yeah, like exactly, it's, yeah. but like yeah like not even to be funny though but like it is kind of like a cult it's just it's kind of like an ideology mm-hmm. that they've been so separated and insulated that they haven't had to ac- really accommodate other cultures it's true yeah and they think they think I'm using they very loose. Right. The thought is like just minorities being here is them accommodating. Yeah. But like, no, it goes a step further. You're not immersing. You're not, you know. Yep. And it kind of plays to like, hey, like these people are getting things. And if they're getting things and that's taken away from me and what I have. Right. Right. right, right. Is that sense? Uh, you know, and it, it bleeds over into so many of the other issues that you see in this country. I was talking about um, this with a friend recently. Mm-hmm. I think America and like the founding fathers there is a lack there's an idea of scarcity yeah and that idea of scarcity leads to a lot of the problems right. that we have absolutely where you know the motherland africa and stuff it's always been plenty there mm-hmm. they operate in plenty and in, in cup runneth over type shit yeah so i think i think that might be one of the fundamental differences between black people and white people mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I had uh, heard somewhere that, um, you know, while black people were working on, you know, agriculture and, you know, benefiting society kind of like that, you know, white people and Europeans were at war, right? Working on... Trying to steal it. Yeah, yeah, working (laughs) on and constantly being embattled, right? And then that, I guess in a sense, you know, gave them the advantage of, you know, enslaving people and, and conquest and shit like that where i mean that makes sense because you you take that years later what right. do we do we invade countries with ulterior motives exactly. and you know we're trying to get the oil but, oh but there's weapons of mass destruction or we need to get in there and there's mining always yeah, mining, mining for whatever diamonds yeah. resources yeah, exactly. there's always been a uh, there's a scarcity thing out yeah. here that just propels, especially this country, I think. Well, it, it, I think that it's not so much the scarcity thing. It's more so that uh, it, it's it's about resource extraction and that I need to keep you at a subservient level in order to uh, make sure that you can't rise up and take what I have, right? So, yeah, I guess in a sense, you're right. It is a scarcity thing, right? It's just that I need to keep you here so that I continue to be here. Sort of sense. Right, right, right. Right? Why does somebody always have to lose, man? Yeah, I, just, I mean, but uh, I mean, we talking rose-colored glasses, utopian type. I mean, well, that's what we should be striving for, though, isn't it? Like, I, I get that the world is the way it is, and history is kind of like fed into, you know, this is the way that things have been done. This is the way it has to be. It doesn't, though. Like, it's like people can't even imagine a, a different future mm-hmm. or something just different in general. But it's hard to strive towards that when there's people that already live that in their bubble yeah you know yeah. like there's people that already feel like this is a utopia you see it every day yeah you need know, to just be grab you're in america america yeah like, i mean maybe the capitalist class could say that because they got all the fucking money but uh everybody else we should be always de- we should be demanding more at all points in time right right no, no, i agree i mean I like student loan debt shit and you know if you're kind of looking at uh how the people are reacting to it that oh that's not fair and uh oh why should i have to pay for you know somebody who got a liberal arts degree and can't uh, do anything with it and it's like you're totally missing the point like, yeah. 
what, what's been most interesting to me though, like, because we expect that from like you know the Republican pundits, yeah. cliche. Da da da. That's exactly the stance. I'm seeing that from regular ordinary people. Yeah. I'm seeing that from folks that you know were able to pay off their bills. Yep. And I, you just see just how quick the ideology changes. Well. I'm one of those people that paid off mine. I feel total opposite. I feel uh, this is great. I don't think that anybody should have have to suffer just because I did. Right, right? Right. That's that's silly. It's just like, oh yeah, uh, I made it, and I'm gonna kick the ladder on my way down. You know, on my way up. Yeah, but it's it's crazy because it's almost like you know, pick them up by their bootstraps. Yeah, which is physically impossible. But by seeing the way. that come from the people that are like traditionally super left leaning. Uh-huh. Is wild to me, I and that's seen why I have a, yet, I've seen some. Yeah. I've seen some, and and that's why like the cognitive the cognitive dissonance that some of these people possess uh-huh. is an art. Like, yeah. It's practice <laughs> at this point because I expect it from them. I don't expect it from some of the yeah. folks that I've seen it from. Yeah, and my position on it is I got a lot of my debts forgiven. Yeah, very grateful for that shit. Yeah. But even if I didn't, I wouldn't be hating on somebody that. Did. Right, you shouldn't. You know, like if we really want to be utopian and we're trying to work towards, you know, being accepting and making life better for everybody else, right. for everybody, including myself, mm-hmm. like your win is just as valuable as mine. Exactly. Like, you know, but it's it's, it's not like you, they get it and like the work stops, like, all right, no, nope, nothing else to be done here. No, like you push for something else, you push for what you need. Right. right? And it'd be the same people that be arguing about like corporate greed and like big business and yes. shit like that. They get yes. gas tax breaks and shit. Yep. Nothing to say then. This is the first time the average person yeah, gets exactly. a tax quote unquote break. Yeah. Honestly, I can't tell you how many times where I've heard from people say government is inefficient, government doesn't do anything for the people, and when they actually do some shit for people, then they're fucking up in arms about it anyway. What I will say though, yeah. and this is the whack part, and I don't want to want this to get lost. Yeah. If they could have did this now, mm-hmm. they could have did this years ago. Bro, they've been giving money to Ukraine nonstop for the last what six months, and that's the slap in the face that we just got to exactly. see at all times. Yeah, yeah, and it, it <laughs> I, it's that, and it's just. You have to understand like how spending works with the government. Like the government doesn't operate like a household. I've said it before, and this is not going to like it's not a hard thing to do. Like the government owns the debt to the student loan, ninety-two percent of it. They can just decide we're just not going to collect on it. They can get rid of all of it if they wanted to. Yeah, and that's the problem. So like you know, it's always convenient time, and you know, midterms is coming up. Yep. But like, I feel like it's whack to know for certain. That this was saved in the back pocket. It's a carrot that they're dangling in front of people. It's like, hey, yeah. this, this, this is, you can get this if you but vote for it. It makes it hard to be excited about it because, like, I've gone through it with this shit. Yeah. I know people like me have gone through it with this shit. Yeah. Like, living with that type of debt and having that and just knowing that's in the back of your head. And it's debilitating. It seems like, you know, honestly, like, sometimes you be at work and you be like, yo, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I don't yeah. care. It's never getting paid off. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Living with that, and you know people are living with that, and you using it as a carrot to dangle, oh, yeah. and you 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 wait until you know the ninth inning in order to pull this out. Exactly. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna negate the fact that I think they estimated 45 million Americans like are now debt free because of this, right? Beautiful. That's that's Beautiful. not a you know something. Yeah, exactly. That's not something to uh, frown at, but um, at the same time, more needs to be done. Right, you haven't fixed the uh, the systems that are in place that enable this shit in the first place, right? Right, right, right. So, like, you need to also, on top of that, pass some other laws that prevent this shit from happening again. 
Yeah, that's my biggest thing. You know, it's so crazy, and I've said this a thousand times. I'm sorry if y'all have heard this before. Bro, at 17, you can't sign shit. Yeah. You can't do nothing. Yeah. I was at 17 signing hundreds of thousand dollar documents. Yeah, exactly. How is that acceptable? Yeah, it's like, you know, you're 17 years old. You don't know what the hell you're signing. You're just like, yeah, I'll be rich one day. Yeah, <laughs> I've been right, saying that right, all the time. Right. I'll be rich one day. It won't matter. <laughs> yeah, not for nothing. I went to uh, my parents' crib and I had some mail there, yo. They did. I, I came up on a $260 check from Navient. It's so crazy seeing them have to pay you. Yeah, right. Man, motherfucker, give my wow. motherfucking money. Yeah. I should have started. Just calling the 800 number when I got my shit expunged, like when I knew it was in the works, uh-huh. and just kept bugging them like they bugged me bitch. and shit. Yeah, Navian, where that bitch Navian at? <laughs> Word up, Sally Mae. Yeah, Fuck right. you. <laughs> right, yo. Hell yeah, man. But no, this is a good thing. So ultimately, it's a good thing, but yeah, more has to be done. Yeah, I saw the White House tweeting and responding to like certain clips of Republicans, like, uh, uh, criticizing this move uh-huh. and they were like yeah but you got your 1.5 billion ppp e loan P- right. what is it ppe PPP. yeah ppp loan yeah. forgiven yep. no issues there yeah I mean, that's what i'm talking about like that cognitive this how can you get in front of the camera and and get mad at this when you know you just did that it's just about putting spin on things and just to create division right if the argument doesn't have to be sound it just has to be enough to make sense to your side enough that you're willing to freaking go at bat for it. It just has to do with vocal motion. Exactly. With everything. That's it. The reactionaries. Right, right, right. You react to, uh, you know, the other side did something. We're so easily manipulated, man. So easily. Like, I'm not above it. No, we're not. not. None of us are. We're all guilty of it. But, you know, the powers that be, they know this. They know this. There's right. science to this shit. There is, absolutely. They do focus groups. Right. They pull people off the street and say, we'll pay you for your opinion on these things. They'll present an idea and they work out what works best. That's kind of how they run campaigns, right? And yeah. seeing like what they're going to champion yeah. on and all oh, that yeah. shit. Absolutely. They're, they're actual like think tanks, they call them, that, uh, you know, some Democrats or let's say liberal organizations and Republican organizations, they fund them and then they look for the data. And that's what they do. They don't have to look hard. We just give it to them. It, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we just give it to them for a free Gmail account. Or whatever the case is. You know, I'll pay you uh, X amount of dollars for, you know, an hour of your time. It's, 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 it's a science to this shit. Right. You know, and that's why I constantly like, try to tell people that you can't be lazy with this stuff, right? You can't just chalk it up to, oh, they're all corrupt and whatnot. There's a lot of shit going on, you know? And it's like everybody thinks that I can just vote for the president every four years. They and all then, are corrupt, though. Uh, I, I, I totally disagree with that. I totally disagree with it. I think there are plenty of good politicians out there, but government is big, right? You got state level, federal level, you got local levels. I just feel like the 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 inclination to wanting to have that power mm-hmm. is something in you. Oh, you got to be a bit of a narcissist. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying. That's yeah. yeah, you have to be. And that's not a good trait. No, it's not at all, but you know, somebody has to do the job, right? If you feel like you have ideas that could help, you know, why not you? Do they really have to yeah. do the job? Just let us out here. Just let us out here be free. <laughs> Just let us run wild. So you want a libertarian uh utopia? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, I I've heard some uh I always like seeing debates with libertarians because um, you know, a guy I look at, he always like breaks it down and um, he kind of like pushes them into a corner. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, if you have a house, right, that's your house. There's no government. Well, who's going to say that you have claims to that house? I come in there with my homies and we, yeah, this is our house now. Bro, they're coming in with their homies anyway. Who, who is? What do you mean? But this rampant crime. Like, oh. like people are breaking like that. That doesn't stop. Whatever government is in place, mm-hmm. human nature is just going to be human nature. 
Uh, in my opinion, I'm okay. just I'm not saying that as fact. Yeah. But in my opinion, like people suck uh-huh. under any government that you put in place. In particular, in our situation with capitalism and whatnot, that uh, like money and money interest like push that, and it's like we just we want to make more money, so we're gonna lobby and try to do things that get us more money, no matter what the consequences are. Was the introduction of money like the downfall of mankind? Uh when you when you can assign value yeah. to something, yeah, like that started with assigning value to an item, yeah, whatever, and got all the way up to assigning value to a person, right, <laughs> and still assigning value to people because you know the industrial prison complex. Yes, money is really like they say the root of all the evil. Like some of these sayings, like. You know, we heard. take them, yeah, we take them for granted, but yeah. like it really yeah. is a based problem. as fuck, bro. <laughs> based right. as hell. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm always gonna lean and fall back on um, that money. You know, kind of pushes and drives most of the terrible shit that we see that's going on in the country now. I don't know if it's just money, yo. No, is money and power so closely related that like they're interchangeable? Um, maybe. I mean, greed is in there, too, but it's greed for money. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like what you said before, right? Is that uh, we don't want to lose the things that we have, right? So we have to keep on consuming and getting more, right? It just, it, I don't right. know if it, it makes you feel secure to do so. or. So do you boil that down to human nature? Hmm. If you're in a position, an advantageous position mm-hmm. for yeah. your family, your yeah. daughter, your wife, yeah. you know... Um, do you ever want to lose that? You don't want to lose it, no. But I also feel at some some point, some stage that I want to start giving to other people. I want to start, you know, expanding my circle mm-hmm. in that case because I can. I have the ability to. And um, I don't feel like you get that from people at the top, man. It's just like, hey, it's, it's us and fuck everybody else. But you know what? You get it. You get it in ways in which that we got student loans mm-hmm. right before they stand to benefit from that announcement right right before a midterm election right before when this whole time you could have done it yeah i mean that's that's, but that's still a power play that's politics yeah as it stands now yeah but we're supposed to just applaud that as just a victory which is still a victory that's what i'm saying they be muddy and even the accomplishments get muddied under this shit i don't think you should applaud it at all i think that you should criticize what needs to be criticized and then you demand more yeah like that's why you know like don't even celebrate it yeah like or celebrate that again like with the student loan debt right Mm. celebrate that it has helped 45 million people right but on top of that hey joe biden you're not doing enough right this is a this is a this is not a handout this is a crumbs Mm -hmm. basically right and we need more like we need more i think that you can do both like you don't have to necessarily like people would say that oh you're just you know whatever the democrats do you love it it's like no like, I can be critical and still, like, celebrate the small victories that we get. Mm. Like, it's, it's, yeah, go. What do you think the, the next big thing that needs to get tackled? Healthcare. Healthcare? Yeah, I think that we need a Medicare for all system. If you didn't have to worry about healthcare coverage at, at the workplace, right? I don't know how much you, I don't know if you get the full benefits like I do, but they take out a lot, bro. Yeah, no, no, they take out. They like $1,000 a month almost, they take us, And we do not take advantage like we should. I'll let you know that right. Because you still, because you still got to go pay, you know, copay or whatever, the deductible. And it's like, why? <laughs> you know, other countries have free health care. And it's like, we could do the same thing. And if we didn't have to worry about that, that extra money is going into my check, right? Yeah. That extra money is going to shit that I can use it for. Rather than some fucking insurance company that's not doing shit for me, really. (laughs) 
<laughs> niggas don't go to the doctor anyway. Yeah, but again, because they scared, right? You scared to hear something that's gonna be like, hey, yo, you got cancer, yo. It's going you're gonna need all these treatments. So just the threat of that and knowing not so much that you would have to do the treatment, but how much it's gonna cost you. Right, right, right. right. I think medical debt they said is the number one form of bankruptcy in this country at this point. That's crazy. That is crazy. Wow, y'all. I remember that saying, is crazy. There was a story about an old couple who had all this medical debt off themselves. Off themselves. Couldn't deal with it no more. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Debilitated. <laughs> just... I heard a story of somebody who like hurt themselves overseas yeah. and just how smoothly it went with yeah. no problems. Yep. They were waiting to have to pay something. They're like, yeah. no, you're good. Yep. What? Say yeah. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> the nigga broke their whole leg, femur bone snapped in half. Yeah, oh, yeah fine. <laughs> see, see you on your way. <laughs> All right. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we can move on to the yeah. next. So I came across this. Uh-huh. Missouri School District announces the return of corporal punishment for students through paddle use. If those who don't know what corporal punishment is, that is ass whooping, ass whoopings that the teacher can give you. Uh-huh. Right. So uh, the Hill reports the Cassville School District in South Missouri has sent shockwaves throughout the city and to the parents due to a highly controversial announcement regarding forms of discipline. The Cassville District just confirmed it plans to reinstate its decades past implementation of corporal punishment for students. Underneath the new policy, the school district's employees will be allowed to punish students by paddling them, (laughs) which is described as a last resort if other forms of discipline fail to work. Effectively, um, parents will have the option to opt into the new policy or decide against it. I'm not a parent. Yeah. I know the times. Yo, shout out to my mom. <laughs> shout out to the mom. Because there were times where I'd act up in school. She had to come down to the school. Uh-huh. One thing she never did was let them folks know that I was I was going to get my ass <laughs> when I got home. She would never. She'd be like, she well, I, composure. Yeah, well, how you know he did it? Man, his hands are red. <laughs> right? But, like, like, if my mother heard that they laid a finger on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You about to get some cold punishment. My yeah, mother so. went to my sister's elementary school and made the principal cry. Really? Yeah. How'd she do that? How'd she do that? I don't know. I don't know what was said in that room, but I don't know what happened afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you have children, like, yeah. what the fuck? Man, look, you ain't putting your hands on my daughter, yo. Absolutely not. I don't even, how does that come up, though, like, without the parents knowing ahead of time? Like, they're just like, yeah, we're going to make a decision. Well, I think they get to decide on it. Right, yeah, you said they get the vote on it and whatnot, but usually, like, the vote would happen before that even, like, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just misunderstanding. Damn, you get whoopings. Well, you, you don't beat your kid. No. No, no. That's it. We kind of left that. Did you get beaten as a kid? Uh, some. Some. Yeah. My cousins would tell you none at all, but... I think that's early. starting to fade out. That That's starting yeah. to fade out with this new parenting style. I think um, that we recognize that uh, it's counterproductive a bit, yeah. right? That if you can't explain to your kid, you know, why they're wrong... Without beating them, right, right, right. that it's that's that's more you. Yeah, yeah. that's just more about your parenting style, exactly. right? Exactly. But you know, it was just wild to me when I saw this story. You know, they are doing everything in their power not to protect kids. Yeah. Like these kids are going to war zones, going to these <laughs> schools, and now they and now they have the option to get beat yeah. if they're you know. Yeah, and then again, once you have that as an option, right? It's like uh, what what's going to trigger that, right? Could it be something light? Hey, you were talking in class. You know what I want to happen? Yeah. If if they're gonna allow that, 
allow that all the way up to grade 12 no. and see if these teachers don't yeah, catch these right. fucking hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> son, son. Because yep. these kids is fucking different, you know? Sir, square up. Square the square fuck up. up. <laughs> you know, it's wild. Like, I feel like as, as kids, we used to wild in class, but there's certain levels we wouldn't take it to. These kids yeah. take it to the max. Yeah, yeah. No, they're a different breed. I mean, we talk a lot of shit about, like, how they soft and whatnot, but they have to wear bulletproof backpacks yeah. in some, yeah. some schools. Yeah. Like, you're doing... Active shooter drills, yo. We used to do fire drills. Right. There's a fire. Everybody head to the door. Right. Yeah, these kids are never going to school again. No. <laughs> Not at they all. have to deal with potential shoot, active shooters. Yeah. And now that now the, the parents can jump them. Yeah. Or, you know, what about... Didn't they want to like put like police officers in school, too? You know, what, what does that come with? You know, I've seen a video of a police officer in the school tackling this girl down the stairs, man. It's like... Do you want that? You know? Well, there's always been, like, we had a police officer in our school, but not like now. Yeah. It was like one of them faux police officers. Like, yeah. it was the one that, like, about to retire soon. I got you. you. know what I mean? Got the desk work. Yeah. I think we had the gym teacher that acted as, like, the security officer <laughs> certain days of the day. His name was Coach Punko, bro. Coach Punko? Yeah. He was yeah. cool, what? Yeah, he was cool as hell. He sound like he cool, right? Yeah, yeah. But he was a little chummy with the girls, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Was it that coach? I don't know. I don't remember. I can't remember that far. <laughs> there was always that gym teacher. There was uh -huh. always that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. We like him. Yeah, you're a little too chummy with the girls. Yeah. Probably noticed that shit back then. But, yeah, thinking back on it, maybe. <laughs> um, what else you got for me? I don't know. There's not really nothing. I'm that crazy. You know what? I will say this. So, there was a report that came up. And it was a Los Angeles mother sues daughter's elementary school for a cotton picking project. Oh, come on. Back in 2017, a teacher at Southwest at Laurel Cinematic Arts Creative Tech Mag... God damn. <laughs> That's prestigious as shit. Right? Not uh, abbreviation. Uh, shit. Uh, created a cotton field in the front of the school and made an assignment for students to pick cotton. Her reason for recreating or for creating the project was to get students to identify with real life experience of African-American slaves. Yeah. In response, a black mother named Rashunda Pitts filed a lawsuit against the school after seeing the cotton field when she dropped her 14-year-old daughter off at school. When Pitts wasn't able to discuss her concerns with the school's principal, Amy Diaz, she spoke with an assistant principal, Brian I can't say that last name. Don't matter. Uh, who tried to give an explanation of the offensive project. This is that. That dissonance. Yeah. This is yeah. that dissonance. Why? <laughs> Why? But no, it. I only brought that up because my mother used to go out of school and like cause havoc yeah. at the school. You, do, you see her she, in that role? Oh, <laughs> shit. She would have turned that whole field up. She would have tore that field up. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's so crazy, yo. Yeah. That's so wild. What did you think was going to happen when you do some shit like that? Like, what, what, what do you think that the reaction was going to be? The same reaction that they thought the fucking Juneteenth party was. The yeah. same reaction. Like... That's why I really be having to ask my white friends sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, do they think like, a couple steps ahead, like in today's? Or do you just do? Or do you just do? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's mind boggling. <laughs> mind boggling. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I had my little Fauci conspiracy. He's stepping down, but it wasn't nothing. It's no deep dive. Yeah, man. Say it again. 
He's been around for like 50 years or something like that. No, I I think there's something there, but I don't feel like talking about COVID. All right. <laughs> I don't feel like talking about COVID. All right, man. Um, Yo, good looking. Yeah. Thank you for coming through. Uh, Thank you for listening to another episode, Repeat Offenders. This was episode five. I think I said that at the end. The beginning. And we will be back. Love y'all. Peace. Until next time. Thank you.